Welcome back to the 126 Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 7. We're calling this one A Family Affair and Beyond. Episode 7, on our new recording day of Monday mornings. How are y'all? I'm doing great, but I can't hear anything. That means he's got to start over. That's probably your fault. Oh, I'm not the one who hooks me up. You can't hear anything right now? Oh, I can now. But honestly, this is a chance to call out Coach O. The volume was just down like a little bit. Oh, I think it's she her likes, hearing. No, she it likes was to hear all herself, the way off. It wasn't. It was like half. It's the same as what yours is at right now. Can you hear, Coach Weaver? Yes, I can hear. Yep. All you, I know you is I cannot hear up. anything initially. Not a, my, not according to my wife. She <laughs> said I can't hear anything. I don't understand. Is this pick on Coach O'Day? Yes, it is. It's a national pick on Coach O'Day. Uh, October the 3rd. Listen, it's, it, this is Monday morning at 8 a.m. when we're recording this mm-hmm. podcast. And this is our new recording time. I don't know if it's going to survive or not. It has to. We it's, don't have a choice. Yeah. Okay. As long as we incorporate, let's incorporate some breakfast with it, and we'll be fine. That would, that's a good idea. One, two, six breakfast. I think that is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and more let's, coffee. Let's start a rotation. Addison can start it <laughs> when we on the next one. I don't like good that idea. idea anymore. It's he, stupid. Well, yeah. he has the good donuts. That's true. He knows where they are. That doesn't mean he's generous enough to go get them and pick them up Maybe for us. Maybe we'll just give him the money. You really trust him? I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll hop in my little truck and I'll I'll <laughs> go there and get it. He'll make a delivery. All right, that's enough of this. Well, um, this is a uh, weave that I hate to do, but I care about the people that uh, are involved, and unfortunately. Over the weekend, we lost Joni McKinney, one of our former coaches at Forney High School as well as North Forney High School. And um, for health reasons, she had had to get out of coaching this year and and uh, was in the classroom teaching. But uh, many people know Joni throughout the district um, and her family, of course, Holly Perkins, Richard Haynes, former volleyball coaches at North and at Forney High. Um, they're members of Joni's family, but Joni had had uh, battle cancer and thought had won won the battle, and then you know um, those things have a tendency to come back. Sometimes we mentioned that a few weeks ago that she was battling it again. And um, anyway, she lost that battle over the weekend. So our thoughts and prayers are are with her family, and uh, it's a reminder to me, prob- to all of us, that life is very short and it's very precious and. You know, we're really not guaranteed anything uh, beyond the the next moment, the ne- the opportunity of today. You never know what tomorrow holds. Um, the community of Canton, I, I, we I was at uh, my kids' flag football event this weekend, and and the com- they were playing some other teams that were um, making a prayer circle for the family in Canton of the young man who was killed in a car accident. I believe he was a twelve year old uh, last week. Uh, which is just absolutely tragic, and and these tra- we've had our share of this in Forney ISD. We've had students uh, who have been killed and in, in or have died 
in an untimely fashion. And it's, you know, it's hard to understand. It's hard to wrap your mind around, but, um, I think the best thing we can do is just pray for their families and, and, um, support them. So I think a solid platform for that opportunity of the next moment is to smile a lot. Every time we've got the opportunity to do that, to treat other people with respect and be kind to them, even if you're frustrated with them or the, you know, they're, um, they're beating your team. I mean, those things have a tendency to not be as important in moments like this and then to pray. So I would just ask all of us in our extended family, this is an episode about family and we have families within our bigger family, don't we? Um, but the Joni McKinney and her family, we, many of us know them and I would ask that people think about them in these moments and, and pray for them. I know it's a difficult time. So, uh, you know, we've, we've got a family at the table today that also is uh, very important to Forney ISD and to what we do in our department. <clears throat> and so let me introduce them, Addison. And uh, this is kind of a beyond, but it's also a family within a family episode. I would like to introduce and then I know Coach O's anxious to get us going with the podcast. Nurse Stacy Brown, who is the director of health and wellness for Forney ISD, and her son, Colby Brown, who is our head athletic trainer at North Forney. So uh, they kind of are, are involved in the family of um, health and mm-hmm. uh Sports medicine, which is very closely related, uh, but also they're real family. Mm-hmm. Kind of right. neat. It is neat. Is this the first? I don't. I don't think we've ever had a, a mother son duo on the podcast. I don't believe before. we have. I don't think so, so. Congratulations and thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Um, so let's jump in. Well, I'm right. So before I go into the subject spotlight, I just want to say, uh, good game, Coach McKinney. You can take a rest, girl. Um, So today for the subject spotlight, we're talking AIDS. Not first AIDS, not first aid kids. We're talking Gatorade versus Powerade. Oh, my. Who you got and what flavor? Okay. Mm. Let's start with our guests. Well, I could go into an athletic trainer side of all of this and get really sciencely like technical with you, but <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just leave that to your own research and uh, maybe asking a sports nutritionist and they'll they'll give you their answer too. But uh, uh, I'm gonna go Gatorade um, flavor. Um, my favorite flavor that they've ever had. I don't know if they have anymore. It only used to come in the the really big bottles, like the 32 ounce. You know, single bottles that you you can get, um, and it was called Factor X, and it was mm. a mixture between fruit punch and the the blue, the dark blue berry. Okay. And it was a dark red color maroon. <laughs> Funny, um, but uh, I just that think was you my made favorite. No, Listen, no, 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 no. <coughs> I need you to. Them yourself? Yeah. I need well, you to I recognize that, that you have a sports drink expert at the table here. <laughs> obviously, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he. He refrained from going into the I scientific th- technicalities <laughs> of what these. I thought he was going to shoot it down because, like, he's going to say, "Well, it's got too much sugar, so it does." <laughs> That's why you go with Gatorade Zero. 
Oh, that's true. Very true. Mama knows best. Mama yeah. knows best. She always knows. Yep. Well, good so answer. So mine is Gatorade Zero Orange. Mm. Oh, that orange. Okay. That orange can be real tart. We have a second. Yeah, in the green room. Somebody else wants Gatorade Zero Orange. Coach Weaver, what's yours? I'm going to go with Gatorade as well. Uh, the old classic. But I'm going to pick Grape. Just grape. go on. Just the yeah. Grape. Yeah. Never can, reminds you of cough medicine? No. No, not the Grape Gatorade. Now, Powerade, I mean, I don't you know, they're not a sponsor or anything, but <laughs> Powerade, the whole lineup kind of reminds me of cough medicine, on, mm. honestly. Mm. I truly do prefer every flavor of Gatorade to any flavor of Powerade. I'll be just, you know, being very transparent. But the great Gatorade, I can chug one of those in one gulp. Good stuff. I'm going to second your opinion on Gatorade versus Powerade. Okay. Uh, I definitely like Gatorade more. I'm going to go with the, I like the frost flavors. So yeah, um, those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cool blue one and then Riptide Rush are both really, really good. Mm, Riptide uh, Rush is a really good one. Yeah. Oh, good. No one named mine. Okay. So I am Gatorade Lemon Lime. Yeah. I can drink it cold or <clears throat> yeah. room temperature. Yeah. That's my number three. Yeah. That's kind of the original classic Gatorade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the OG OG. It is. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, Colby, I do. I, I am interested in yeah. a little bit of the scientific uh, technicality of okay. sports drinks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We don't have to get too far down this hole, but sure. uh, I think it's interesting that mm-hmm. you know a lot about it. And if you yeah. were the parent of a student athlete mm-hmm. that you were trying to hydrate adequately for mm-hmm. a contest, what would you be pushing to them? Um, so those those drinks, I think, all around Gatorade, Powerade, really any what they call sports drink, right? Um, Coach O is right. They do have a lot of sugar in them. Um, so I think it's the way you use them and when you actually are drinking them. And that's why Gatorade especially has come out with these, you know, with their G series. And they have some that they say, oh, this is for pre-workout. This is for during workout. This is for post-workout. Because um, they have different components to them. Um, so like just your normal Gatorade that, you know, by the gas station or whatever is really good for the deering because you're trying to replenish those carbohydrates, mm-hmm. sugars, or those electrolytes, the sodium, the, the potassium, all that, that you lose while sweating during competition. Um, but I think a lot of people just drink them just in, you know, all around time. Yes. And it's, I mean, some of them have just as much as soda yeah. uh, sugar wise. So, I mean, if you think about that, would you, how weird would it be if you saw, you know, a elite athlete, you know, running a marathon or whatever, and they just pounded dark pepper. And it's like, well, okay, that's, yeah. You know, uh, there's point. other things to it, but, but when it comes down to sugar content or, you know, just drinking them throughout the day, just sitting at a desk or something, that's, yeah. I think that's what Talking about gets us, into Coach it. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah, basically I mean, saying, <laughs> guy like me in a dress shirt that's trying to avoid sweating, drinking Gatorade, just getting fatter. <laughs> not, not necessarily fatter, but... <laughs> Listen, you're not burning those you're, that you're adding. You're getting better with age. What okay? about good old mm-hmm. H two O? Perfect. Perfect. Great. We you drink sh- a lot of that in the office. You should drink normal. Normal population should drink half their body weight in ounces a day. Athletes, I tell them to drink their body weight in ounces a day because of how much they. That's a lot of restroom visits. Yes, yeah. it is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you think a water bottle is 12, 16 ounces, it's God's original sports drink, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. right. It's right there. It runs right out of the ground, Addison. <laughs> Yeah. Get it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Is it's there, good info, is there other sports yeah. drinks that are better that we didn't? Because 
Coach O likes the puns and to make things all sound good. So she <laughs> sure. Gatorade and Powerade, which yeah. are the classics. But yeah. is there another one that we don't? That um, we I don't think so. I think Gatorade and Powerade kind of now, too, have both done a good job of, like I said, having the different types and different series. Yeah. You know, like uh, so like Mom said, the Gatorade Zeros, you know. So you're still getting the sodium, the electrolytes, but you don't have that sheer content. So, you know, if you're thinking more about that, then you have How that. How about just pickle juice? That, that's for yeah. extreme cases. You're talking very high in sodium, um, the vinegar. Uh-oh. But, yeah, that's used in, in cramping situations <laughs> and sweat. He's going to break it down. No matter what, he's what breaking about, it down. Well, well, what about Pedialyte? Oh. Pedialyte's kind of the same concept as um, as pickle juice, really. It's just that really high sodium and vitamin electrolyte concept um, without sugar. Uh, some of them, I haven't actually looked at a regular Pedialyte and see how much grams of sugar in it, but it definitely, I know it's less than Gatorade. Oh, it's definitely less than Gatorade. I had some of that at my house and I was like, I had worked out and I was like, I'm going to drink this Pedialyte. Nobody ever drinks this stuff. We got it whenever one of the boys was sick or something. I drink, mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, you can see it's not, I really did not. It's, I thought it was going to taste good. I thought it'd be sweet. No. And I drank it. I was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. You can taste advanced, the sodium in it. Yeah. Advanced mm-hmm. Pedialyte tastes a little bit better. Really? Yeah. But Pedialyte I, is more for a illness rather right. than mm-hmm. a muscle breakdown mm-hmm. and sweat yeah electrolyte right replenishment yeah she'll know more a little bit more than that than me more the internal stuff hey she but, might uh, know more about everything than you yeah, she, she, is she your does mom. coach um mom's always right <clears throat> well stacy uh he gets it from me but often <laughs> we have to tell him to use his dumb words around our house <laughs> <laughs> what is that a one syllable one syllable word or something <laughs> Yeah, yeah, use your dumb words today <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, you're good. I'll go so down far, so bit. good. So far, so good. Hey, buddy, every time you come to the athletic <laughs> office, okay, <laughs> let's keep it simple. Well, Stacey, uh, so Colby, can't, Colby's, we'll get back to Colby in a minute. He can he can go into uh, the Colby Brown saga like he did the Gatorade Powerade saga. But uh, how long have you been in Forney ISD, Stacey? And tell us a little bit about being the director of health and wellness and sort of what that entails. So, so people have an idea of, uh, you know, your high level of expertise before junior here ever came on the, on the scene. I don't know about high level, but I can explain where I came from and where I am now, for sure. So um, I've been a nurse since um, 96. I worked at Parkland for 10 years before coming um, to Forney ISD in 2006. So I was a school nurse. I opened up Lewis Elementary for two years, and I was at Ray Elementary, opened up that one for four, then at Forney High School for four, and I've been an admin ever since. Um, in this position. So um, I can tell you how it kind of relates. I mean, I see the goal of nursing and health services in school. We're always here to serve and support our students um, to be, you know, for their education. When I was at the high school level, I saw the difference in that and and how many students are also athletes. And so that uh, partnership was very clear to me um, from that standpoint. So I worked really hard when I was at Forney High School to mend that relationship between the school nurses and the athletic trainers because there was a huge disconnect um, whenever I went there. Um, North Forney was already open and had their own athletic trainers. Same thing was going there. I think sometimes the difference between the school nurse and the athletic trainer in a school environment, their, their different scope of practice for sure 
and neither one understands the other. However, the common goal between the two um, is very similar. So um, that's kind of where that got me in here. And in my position now, I support all the nurses um, and make sure that they have everything they need to serve their students at their campuses. Um, and then all the staff as well to make sure that their wellness and health um, is also served. I think it's cool that you've got that level of experience coming into your position. You're working at, you know, for a decade at Parkland. Um, you may see some similarities between Parkland and Forney ISD. I don't know, but I'm sure it would kept you hopping. And then uh, at the elementary, at the at the intermediate, and at the high school level, uh, I think that kind of uh, the broad base of that experience is really invaluable. And then, you know, here comes along Colby. And Colby, you went through the training program at Forney High School, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so mom came into the district when I was in third grade. Um, I was at Henderson Elementary. Um, So she started Lewis. And then when Ray opened, obviously she went over there. And so I went to Ray with her for fifth and sixth grade. Um, so, you know, everybody, uh, you know, a lot in Forney ISD, especially back then, you know, our moms were teachers or part of the school. And so everybody's like, man, I can't get away with anything. Yeah, we'll try to have the nurse as your mom. Yeah, oh, I feel everyone. sick. Can I go to the nurse? Nah. <laughs> nah, go back to class. I'm like, ah, oh, man, gosh, mom. Uh, but no, it was great to have her. And then um, she wouldn't follow me to middle school. She said, um, I can't deal with all the hormones. I said, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, obviously when I went to high school, um, she was there. She yeah. came to the high school at the same time. So I had her all four years of high school, um, which is great because I got her right to school and uh, before I could drive and uh, everything. And then um, like she said, how she kind of mended the relationship or really brought about that relationship with athletic trainers. And so then for me to see that, you know, with her, the nursing and then me be involved in athletic training at the high school um, was really cool um, and really helped a lot uh, as far as my learning goes with that too, to see how really it needs to be in the professional level as well. Yeah. Coach O, my mom was my fifth grade teacher too, just like Colby. Do you know that? You either got to be a real good kid or you got to be really sneaky one or the other. Mm. (laughs) That's the way that works. Well, my mom wasn't a teacher, but I was a teacher. Oh, yeah. I just remember telling my child, listen. Don't embarrass me yep. at the schoolhouse. Yep. That was that was our theme. She always told me it she she will find out. That's right. No they matter do. I mean, no matter what it is, she she's there. She will find out. Well I did, And I still will find out. <laughs> she still does. Yeah. I did notice that I was about to say something about the fact I'm like she did she was a nurse everywhere but a middle school. Yeah. But he kinda yeah. Yeah. touched on that. Yeah, one. she said she couldn't deal with the uh Yeah, crazy. Which is funny because then I come and work with the middle schools last year, yeah, you know, and so that that was a joke last year. Like, well, I I could I did it. I, I spent did some it. great years it. at the middle school level. It's a lot of fun, but it is very different. It's, it's different. very different, Colby. So then you go to uh, Texas A&M. Yes, sir. Talk to us about that hey, a little well, bit. I know you're not going to we're not get through a podcast without you talking about that. Absolutely not. I also went to A&M. Oh, I'm boy. also a saying. So I was about to say that's kind of where I started. Um, Mom went to A&M um, back in the day, um, and then uh, when they were good at football actually um back in the 90s um but uh yeah so that's kind of what got my interest for a&m um and then they opened a five-year master's program for athletic training which was kind of on the new front of athletic training and so that was a a big pull for me obviously because i knew i wanted to do athletic training um as a profession as a career so went there um got to work with a lot of great sports there at a&m um i worked with 
let's see, I worked with f- football in the spring. I worked with uh, no. swim and dive. I was about to say, you, you mentioned football. Now get to the great programs. You said, yeah. you said yeah. a lot of great programs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, know, man. I know. Trust me. It, yeah, trust me. Down bad. Addison um, finally uh, wakes up over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's no, Monday I, morning, I Addison. Bring up Welcome the to the podcast. Weekend. I was going to bring up the Aggies weekend at, at some point. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. The, uh, yeah. The other Maroon team won uh, yeah. last weekend, so that's uh, – unfortunate but uh but yeah so worked with football and then uh worked with swim and dive um during their fall season worked with women's soccer and during their end season um and then i got into grad school so i did three years of undergrad two years of grad school got into grad school um got to work with we had to do a high school rotation um so worked with college station high school which was really cool because they were just coming off of a uh, state win mm. so that was fun to see that level of competition um and then worked with uh Let's see, who did I work with that spring? I think it was swim and dive again. I worked swim and dive twice. I know that. Um, oh, it was track. That, that was COVID year. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was very unfortunate. I, I really enjoyed working with track and field program at mm-hmm. A&M, and that got cut short, unfortunately. Um, and then swim and dive the next fall, and then baseball um, my last spring there. So um, got to work with majority of the programs there. Um, and even if I wasn't assigned to them, I, I would work um, some tournaments and different games that yeah. they would uh, – have with other sports, volleyball, softball, all that good stuff. So it was great. I loved it. Um, try to go back when I can if they win a football game. Yeah. That would be great. But <clears throat> Yeah, so. so then you graduate A&M, you, and you don't go directly into the high school ranks to begin. No, right? sir. No, I actually um, I actually left early um, before graduation, actually. I uh, took my certification, my BOC exam, a little bit earlier than the rest of my classmates. I took it in, in February. Most of us take it in, like, April. Um, so I did that on purpose because I knew I had a goal of working professional baseball. Um, that's always been a dream of mine um, and a goal. So to do that, obviously, they start in March. So I knew I had to kind of get my stuff done and, and my name out there. So I took my exam early, um, got that done, um, did some interviews with a couple of different teams, ended up getting um, landing a job with the Baltimore Orioles organization, um, obviously with the minor league team of theirs, um, the high single A team in Aberdeen, Maryland. Um, so I actually left at the end of April because their season was starting a little bit later that year, uh, minor league baseball. So left the end of April, um, a month before graduation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, drove to Florida first because that's where their spring training was. Drove to Florida first and then was there for like a day or two and then drove from Florida to Aberdeen, Maryland, mm. um, which was, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. But uh but it was a great experience. Um, yeah. I really loved, like I said, it, it always been a dream of mine to work with professional baseball. And uh, those guys, especially at that level, were still trying. They're still trying to make it. I mean, you know, you think, oh, they got drafted. They made it. Well, they're still trying to make that 42-person roster yeah. at the end um, and wear that, you know, that orange and black in Baltimore. Um, and so the guys were, were great, um, had a great experience. Um, but the lifestyle kind of got to me. Um, we were playing six day or six game series, so six days a week we were playing a game. We'd have Monday travel day or rest day, and then started again, and that went on for four months. Wow! So yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's every a lot person I've ever met that's worked minor league baseball, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, the life, like even players who were like, "Yeah, I worked my oh, whole yeah. life to get there," and they're like. They play two seasons of minor league ball, and they're like, can't it's do this yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah, well, even for the players, too, it's, you know, they think, you know, again, people think, oh, professional sports, they get paid money. Right. They If they didn't have a big signing bonus, those players, I got paid more than the players. 
mm-hmm. and I was on mm-hmm. minimum wage hourly. Like I got paid overtime. Obviously, I worked a lot, but I mean, they they were their checks were were smaller than mine, and, and that's kind of crazy to think about when yeah. their signing bonus was like I, I the number one pitching prospect in baseball I worked with. His name was um, Grayson Rodriguez, and uh, he uh, like I said, number one. He had like a four million dollar signing bonus, but. He was getting the same check as everybody else. Yeah. I mean, at that level, try, still trying to just work his way up. Um, he's there now, um, which is pretty awesome. I have uh, There's actually been a couple, three or four, that have made their major league debut this year um, that I worked with. So that's pretty cool to see. But So then he goes from working with the number one $4 million signing bonus contract in baseball to Forney ISD Middle Schools. That's right. Yeah. But we're glad we brought you back. Yes, over. and I was well, I'm glad that that schedule was so grueling. <laughs> we that, could drag so, you back so to I Forney. I always bring this up when when we had <laughs> when I interviewed or when we when I talked to y'all. I was in North Carolina. Yeah, I was in North Carolina um, for a series in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. Yeah, I remember we were zooming. Mm-hmm. You were zooming from your hotel room. From my hotel room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he set the tone for us though mm-hmm. with our middle schools. I mean, that was the first time we had been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was great. That was great to bring. Um, like I said, obviously the lifestyle was, was much better coming home. Yeah. You know, where we grew up in Forney, um, that that was awesome. That was obviously the, the big pull for me. But the big pull also was, like Coach O said, be able to bring my services and, and stuff to those kids that haven't really had it yet. And yeah. uh, that, was, that was really awesome to see how just me being, I mean, granted, I tried to be everywhere at once with three middle schools, just me, but um, but even just that little bit made a world of difference to them. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you made a big difference. You, you worked hard, you were organized, you, you got after it and uh, got an opportunity to move up, um, <clears throat> you know, not to the big show, but to uh, the high school. Yeah, and, well, uh, 6A high school now. 6A high school. That's a big show yeah. to me, yeah. Well, you know, I, it may not be Baltimore Orioles, but doggone it. <laughs> So you're the head trainer at North Forney High School, and we know how busy that is. It's yeah. it's it's uh, it's probably you know in the neighborhood of minor league baseball schedule. We a lot of times have four or five days a week, and sometimes six. Uh, we were not too long ago at the podcast talking about it being a six day out of seven week for athletic events. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all at the at your school, but across the across district the certainly. District, yeah. with, and because the middle schools play at your campus. Yep. So. <clears throat> Yeah, another busy job, but we sure appreciate the work that you're doing. Yeah. And um, Stacy, to we can get Colby out of the way here and talk to the mom who put him in this position. How is it being mom and now? Okay, when you got a kid in school, that's one thing, but it's a little bit different, isn't it? When you, I, I gotta, I can't, I can't say I've experienced this yet. Coach O's on the verge of it, but when your child gets up into the professional ranks and is now an employee at the same place you are, how, what are the how do you navigate he that? He still listens to me. Good. He better. <laughs> well, that's a good son. Still listens to she, his mom. She just has direct access to my boss. That's, that's why. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's <laughs> right down almost across the hall from us. Yeah. Well, it's it's been an awesome experience. I mean, Colby didn't really stand a chance to do anything other than be kind of in that health services type of um, atmosphere. He, he just was able to put it with his passion of sports as well. Um, me being a nurse, dad being firefighter paramedic, we, I mean, dinner conversations have always been interesting in our house. I bet. So, um, he was able to put all those together. So, um, we're, we're just super proud of, of what he's brought, um, anywhere he, you know, has been, 
um, with Baltimore Orioles and everything else that he's done. So I think it's awesome to see the fresh perspective that he's brought to athletic training in the school district. Yeah. Um, I think that has kind of been needed, even where it started at the middle school level, kind of like he said, those athletes, those parents, those students need to know that they're going to be supported in that way too. Sure. I mean, gosh, look at these, like you look out at peewee football, you know, Mm -hmm. and we stress our kids out with athletics at such an early age. It's almost becoming like an expectation to have an athletic trainer to support, you know, at the younger levels, even at school. So anyway, to bring that fresh perspective of new modalities and different things like that um, to help the athletes at an earlier age, I think that's awesome. I do too. I think we've got a, uh, a very enviable mix of experience and fresh perspective in our district. We have our uh, athletic trainers meetings every Monday and we put all of the people around a table uh, and just talk about best practices and and upcoming events and schedules and how we can support those. But you're right, Uh, kids are playing year round in many cases now. Um, Kids are starting very young and very early. And in Forney ISD, we we tout this a lot, we've got over 3,000 kids in competitive sports in Forney ISD. Um, with, you know, five trainers. So it's there's a lot of work to be done. Sure. But we're very fortunate to have people like Stacy and Colby, uh, you know, who are have dedicated their own family, real family, to their work family and just makes it better. What do you think about that, Addison? I think it's awesome. You got and some I'm, family around here too, I do. Don't you? My dad works across the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it is cool. It's cool to, I mean, um, no bad things have come from my dad knowing where I'm where I'm at all the time. Yeah. He, he can get in touch with my boss anytime he wants to. But it's cool to just be able to, to pop in there whenever I've you know, got a second or, or whatever. And um, I did not think I would ever work for Forney ICD with my dad. But um, it's been... It's, Me neither. Yeah, yeah. It's been, <laughs> it's been cool. And Forney ICD is a cool place to work. Um, yeah. way better than I ever expected it to be. So um, there's a reason why why people, so many people stick around Fortnite ISD for a long time. Yeah. I mean, the average, um, and I mean, Fortnite ISD has turnover just like every district does. Sure. But like as far as like teachers go, I think the average teacher career now is three years, something like that, two, three years. Um, and there are just so many people, teachers, trainers, coaches, um, admin staff who have been here for like, you know, two or three decades now. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, to have that kind of institutional knowledge, and then you're, you, I do think there is value in in you know kids coming to work where their parents work because they were able to see it, and you were kind of able to see how the district works and and learn some of the ins and outs and maybe things that could get better or things that work really well. And I think that that's always valuable whenever you can have people that already have a base understanding of how this thing works whenever mm-hmm. you walk in the door. Stacy started us out with this. We're, our job is is about kids. It's about the kids in this in this community in this. Uh, school district in these buildings and how do we make them successful at, for, from academics to competitive sports to uh, all the, the soft skills and personal skills that, that make, will make them successful in life and how do we keep them healthy and when they do get injured how do we support that so that they can you know be have the best treatment possible and um, what better way to do it than have uh, the family perspective I would say uh, you know it, we're we're supporting other families and we talk about our coaching staff being a family um, we know we talk about our teams having a family atmosphere, 
And uh, so I think it's really good for our school district. We appreciate you guys being here. And the work you're doing is nice to talk to you today and, and let our audience get to know you a little bit. And, you know, when they see Colby out there on the sideline, you know, sweating it out and wor- working his butt off, uh, they'll know where you came from and how fortunate we are to have you here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having Thank us. You, Coach. You bet. Thank you. So next we have a we have a Beyond segment. Um, we're going back-to-back weeks with a Beyond segment. We had a really cool one last week. Well, yeah, we are. And last week sort of was a segue. Our guest last yes. week got us into this topic a little bit. And I think we said on the podcast last week, hey, we need to have this guy on yeah. the 126. And we had a quick turnaround. We did. Well, he is right down the street. So. Yeah, he is. But he's a busy man. And probably has several podcasts booked up this week for him to appear on. So the maybe, fact that we got him, maybe he does, is a, is a big deal. But it's it's as as Roland Tyler suggested, it's John Garcia. Welcome to the show. If you would have picked any other time besides <laughs> eight a.m. on Monday, you wouldn't have been able to get me. How about that? It was See? meant to be. See? There you go. It's all those podcasts, radio shows, and book signings that he's got to get to. So yeah, do you? I mean, do you have a soundbite for this guy? I do. My mama always said, game day is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, I've said this before. We know what we're going to get with John Garcia. Now, game day's busy. Addison, you know that. You're running around the press box on football game days. And, Coach O, you're seeing this from every perspective in gyms and all over the place. we got a lot of game days. But on Friday nights... Uh, John is our press box manager, and there are a lot of moving parts. There's a lot more to that than what people might think. That's exactly right. A lot of people kind of think of the press box as, I don't know, coaches sitting up there. You see the you see the shots from uh, like Monday Night Football where the you know an OC is up in the press box and they're sitting there and it it looks all organized. You know, like yeah. there's like three coaches just sitting there watching the game, <laughs> and it's like that is not what the press box is. <laughs> no, it's um, not high school we football. have a couple of those rooms, but there's not three people in there. There's like twelve. Yeah. Um, coaches. It's like our press box is sort of like a sardine can, but all the sardines are still alive. Right. Yes, that's a great way to describe it. John, is that how you describe it? Very much so. Like, it's it's like I don't have a better term because I'm my my vocabulary is kind of very common. But it's like herding cats up there. Yes. Like you're just kind of like, oh wait, wait, you're, you're going in here. Oh wait, 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 you're going in there. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait, wait. You're on the wrong floor. Get up here. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Let me get you right back here. John's uh, herding cats. <laughs> and he's got to feed them. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Fortunately, again, family fair. His wife is uh, helps with uh, concierge-type <laughs> services in the press box. and um, so it's. But it is a busy place. Now, that's not the only thing you do for Forney ISD, John. In fact, you, like much like Colby Brown, are a product of Forney ISD, aren't you? I am. So y'all were talking earlier about 3,000 student athletes, yeah. over 3,000. Like, I know it was smaller than this, but the last sign, so like where we lived when grow, when I was growing up, there was a uh, city limit sign. And the, the earliest one I can remember was 2,276 <laughs> citizens in Forney. The whole town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got more than that just in, uh, you know, junior high football almost. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Well, so just to talk a little bit about the press box stuff. So, and let me know if I'm forgetting anybody. You got coaches from both sides. You have people that are filming the game from both sides. We have radio personnel. 
we have um, you know any district visitors like uh, school board or admin or whatever that that they sit up there. Uh, we have our PA um, announcer and music guy. That's a that's a plus our spotter. That's a three person team in that room. Then you have your your clock keepers and score keepers. That's I think timers. Yeah, timers. That's four really difficult old guys mm-hmm. in a room. <laughs> And then you have uh, my group, which that's is... That's the Roland connection, yes, by the way. Yes, that's the Roland connection. That's, uh, you have my group, which is eight or so student workers, plus myself running the scoreboard. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Live stream video. Yes. Uh, scouts. Yep. Scouts, if they're here, yeah. Media. Dallas Morning News. Uh, we CW had CW33 the other day. Go ahead, John. You probably got more. Well, first of all, your order's off. The first one is board members. Board members. <laughs> right. Board yes. members. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In case you are listening out there. Yeah. That's right. We're going to take care so of you. So which is your least favorite group to deal with? Probably. Who makes life the hardest on you? You know, I hate to say this because at one point I was one of them too, but it's scouts. Because they get so upset because they're like, what do you mean you don't have a place for me? I'm sorry, I don't have a place for you. Like, you can sit in the stands and you can use our bathroom, but that's about it. Yeah. So We also don't have a box of chicken for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, the food, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, there's a head count. Yes. The guy is. from uh, Longview, he ain't in that head count. No. <laughs> get your own food. Go to the concession stand. <laughs> oh, man. So, John, <clears throat> uh, important to factoid here coach o and i happen to be officed in your second grade classroom is that, is that, that accurate? Is correct that is correct like so my whole elementary career was in your building okay so k through sixth grade and unfortunately i think i made it to the office a couple of times in that in that time frame too but <laughs> yes uh, uh i believe it was miss taylor she was my second grade teacher uh and fun fact she also graduated from Forney as Marcia Talley and like tremendous track athlete. Oh man. Like still holds a record. And because back then, I think they only, they didn't run the 200 meter. They ran the, what was it? The 220. Yeah. We need Tommy Mankins. Yes. Yeah, we do. He would know. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What did, what did Roland say about Tommy? He's got a catalog yeah. of stories, I think. <laughs> But yes, that, so that was my second grade classroom. That's yep. what, when I walked in there, he mentioned that because I had just checked it. He's like, yeah, this is, this is John Garcia's second grade classroom. I was like, which of these corners did he spend the most time on? His <laughs> nose in that corner. He did jump up and down the floor. He goes, hey, I think I, f- I can feel the same spot. I used to jump up and down. <laughs> That's, so, that was my uh, elementary school campus as well. So, Man, we are in legendary hallways, aren't we, Coach O? Yeah. You are. Literally. Yeah. So, John, then you go to Forney High. Uh, played football, obviously, at Forney High and had good success and then come back and coach football at Forney High. Again, it's kind of a, you know, I don't know, we didn't mean to set this up with Colby going before you, but it's kind of the same track. And um, Actually, Colby was my trainer. Was he? Mm-hmm. How'd be done? While we were, okay. while I was at Forney High School. So. Cool. Kobe was a great kid. Like, his vocabulary was very tremendous then, too. I learned a lot <laughs> from him back then. <laughs> That's good stuff. And then uh, you come back and, and how many years did you coach? Um, total, I coached about combined 17 years. 17 years. And now you're in the administrative path, working down the, down the street here. Tell us a little um, bit about what you do for Forney ISD now. So now I'm the program administrator uh, until I officially take my test to become an administrator um, or principal at the uh, DAP, which okay. is the Forney Learning Academy. Yeah. So it's our alternative program 
for students that should just need to get back on track. Yeah. So well, there's a different a kind coaching. of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it really is. Mm-hmm. So like when I when I transitioned to that position, like I didn't realize it, but like it's the same thing. Like except you're coaching kids on life, like how to make better choices. Speaking of choices. Oh. Oh, yep. Are you a Gatorade or a Powerade type of guy? So you didn't see me in the back, but I was I was I had my arm up for the uh sugar free orange Gatorade. Gatorade zero. Yes. Orange. So nobody picked Powerade. No. Nope. No. It was a sweep. Take it was notes, a sweep. Powerade. Six for six. Take notes, Powerade. Just to give Powerade a little bit because I like to like Okay. Well I on a hot day, I can probably drink the red Powerade with some ice in it, but it's got to have ice. Okay. Like I can't do it without ice. Is it just too strong? You think it is. is that the thing? And, and so that ice has to melt it, yeah. water it down just a little bit. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just too That's too what I think. too strong. It tastes a little bit like snow cone syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might be good on snow that cone. That would be good. Yeah. Pour yeah. Do the Powerade, Powerade snow, snow cone. cone. Yeah. A Powerade snow cone. Hmm. Sounds well, like a good thing for summer workouts. I have to talk to our friends mm-hmm. at Kona Ice about that yeah. one. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Shout out to Kona Ice. Yeah. Well, uh, John, um, you're a, a local legend, uh, so to speak. <laughs> oh, Addison. wait. That was the wrong soundbite. Uh, that was, a, that was an offensive soundbite. Oh, I made that no. sound like a joke. It's not a joke. John is local legend. Oh, that's good. Local does that make you feel important? Yeah. Uh, that's that's great. That just made my whole year. There you go. <laughs> so I think that's the first time we've played that soundbite, maybe on, on the air. It, <laughs> it might be. Sorry, I had a cough there. Um, it might be the first time that we've used that soundbite. Um, Won't be the last. No, in fact, I'm going to ask you on the air, is there a local legend that you think we should get on the 126 podcast? There most definitely is. It would be Jennifer Gillespie. Okay. She is a local legend. How about that? And another her brother Forney was uh, her brother w- was a coach at Forney. Yeah, uh, Sam Gillespie, and then went on. I think he's a he's like assistant, an assistant AD, AD for Tyler. Tyler, Tyler yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but she's. I mean, she's she's yeah. That's who I model to be like. Shout How about out that? to Jennifer Gillespie. We'll yeah. be calling you. Well, it's kind of cool because we 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 ended up with you on the show, John, because we were talking to Roland right. last week, and uh, and you know, I mean, that's keep going. It is, yeah. Let's keep just going. keep it going. Maybe we could get her brother to call in. I'm sure we could. Yeah, I think Sam would do that. He's we cross paths with him sometimes. Him, he and Greg are over in uh, Tyler ISD, and in fact, now we're in the district with him. Uh, we hadn't played him yet, which is good. So we better get him on before <laughs> before we play him. We won't have to, you know, nobody have to to stick each other either way. Um, but John, just while while we got you, you you're a student here in Forney I and Forney ISD. You're coaching Forney ISD now. You're administrator in Forney ISD. What are some things that stand out to you about working here? You know, uh, one of the biggest things is probably family oriented. Like you know, like Addison and his dad. Like me and my wife. Uh, my kids go to school here. My my parents went to school here. My grandparents went to school here. Like it's no matter how big we get we're still family oriented yeah and like you can go into the grocery store still and see or maybe into madres for yes. some chips and salsa yes. and my wife gets so mad at me because i stop and i'll talk to somebody for like 20 minutes and she's done grocery shopping <laughs> like where you been so uh like that's probably the biggest thing is you know and that's what i kind of mold my 
personality on is building those relationships and it's kind of carried into uh being well it carried into friday nights coaching Mm -hmm. but now it's kind of carried into being an administrator too like that's that's the thing that i hang my hat on is you know i want to get to know these kids and and let them know hey like i truly care about you and so i know like you were talking about that earlier like that that is our focus and and that's what I, I like most about it is we're we're all family oriented, but we're also focused on the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Addison, last week we I started the weave out talking about a coach in another district right. whose most important job she felt was greeting kids as they came in the building. And um, in this district, I think I think that we are pretty good at that. I, th- I think. Yeah, there's a reason why. We do the the capturing kids' hearts, yes. the flip flipping curriculum, that kind of stuff for uh, as far as those connections go. And there's a reason why that organization has kind of I don't want to use the wrong words or anything to describe this relationship, but that organization has really used Forney as like an example of like, hey, this is how we want this to be used. They're yeah. well, John they Garcia could be as, the poster boy. Right, they are just as proud of Forney ISD as as Forney is to use that program. Like they have a very good relationship. It's not just we're buying materials from them. They yeah. they are constantly in contact and visiting and yeah. you know doing all sorts of stuff with Forney. We got the right, a good job with We them. got the right kind of people in the right place doing the right thing. And and uh, you got to hook them right before you can bring them in. And uh, John I know has always done a great job of, of hooking kids and and just making a connection with kids and then from that you can build a meaningful relationship that changes potentially the trajectory of their life. And I got to say uh, who better? What, what better? We, we also talked about coaches being master motivators. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of guy you want at, at DAP. When, you, like you said, those kids are coming there, they just need some redirection. They need to get a, a fresh start, a new perspective. And um, I know you're doing a great job giving them that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, every, I think every building that educates kids needs to have a coach in it somewhere. Yeah. Because there are some kids that are going to resonate with a coach and the way coaches talk and the way coaches motivate more than they would with somebody who hasn't coached. And um, just to have coaches around because as a teacher, you just get so many different kind of kids and it's like some of them you really connect with and other ones Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. you don't connect with them as much, but to know that, Hey, they have seven other classes and they have seven other teachers that are different than me. And one of, one of us is going to, it's going to be that net that coach or that Dr. Cherry talks about. Well, and that may be why, you know, that may be the, the reason we have the saying, it takes a village. It's not right. that it takes a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. It takes different kinds of people. Right. And it's not by any, you know, I can still show those kids that I care and I can still work with them and teach them the, the content that I'm supposed to teach them. But that doesn't mean that our personalities are going to match up. They may just not like you, Addison. They may just not. And there's plenty of them that don't. (laughs) But to know that they have other teachers or coaches to, to work with is great. And just to know that, like, I would hope, I would hope that every student that goes through Fournier ISD, especially like the high school kids, one of their teachers is a coach, whether they're athletes or not. Yes. Because one of them is going to resonate with that that coach more mm-hmm. than they would their other teachers. And to know that we have a coach at DAP is huge because, like you said, getting those kids back on track, that's coaching right there. That's all it is. Just coaching them on life. So I do have to ask you, since we do have a minute. So you've been at Fournier for a long time. I always like to hear these. We heard Roland tell us a few different stories of Fournier athletes um, he told us about Steve Collier dragging the whole Rockwall team into the end zone to get a three-way tie for the district title. Um, 
Tell us just one story from your time, whether it was as a middle schooler watching games like I did whenever, or as an elementary school kid watching DeBrian Blanton, and I thought he was like the king of the world. Um, tell us one forny ISD sports story that comes to your mind from your childhood. So one of my favorites is, um, uh, I believe I was in, I know I was in middle school, I think I was in eighth grade. Um, the 92 team, it was 91, I think it was actually 91, 91, 92, um, that had the Clay Beeson that uh, that uh, Roland talked about. Um, he was a quarterback, tremendous team. Like, like he was a, a general on the field. Like, he led he, – I mean, he just knew how to run a football game. But they played at Texas Stadium, the old Texas Stadium. Yeah. Like, AstroTurf, like, played South Lake Carroll. Like, we were both 3A – powerhouses and South Lake Carroll had this 280 pound fullback named T-Bone and <laughs> like as I just remember as a middle schooler you know playing middle school football like that's what I want to do yeah. like that's where I want to be like and so you know that's but that's kind of how in that era that's how we grew up like on Friday nights we played football underneath the stands and we emulated who was out there playing on that field. Like, I'm Clay Beeson right now. So, yeah. I mean, I never was Clay Beeson. But, <laughs> but, like, that's one of my stories. That's one that always, like, that just being at Texas Stadium, watching that game, and, and I want to say, like, the very first drive, like, we, we did a bootleg or it was play action and, like, threw everybody off because we were, we were a buck sweep team. Like, you know, we were going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And very first play of the game, bootleg – Throw it deep, like sixty yards, like, no. and then we fumbled it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh gosh! But I mean, still, like the whole, just the whole atmosphere, like that's that's something that you don't forget, mm-hmm. among many other things. But that's one of uh, the greater moments that that stick out in my yeah, head. A classic team in your in your head at a classic stadium, one that, like you said, the astroturf and the field was so sloped because mm-hmm. of the water. Like they said, Brett Favre hated playing there because he always rolled out and he couldn't throw it back to the middle of the field because it was throwing uphill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and he did play really bad there. But yeah, that's a classic stadium that a lot of great high school teams played in. For sure. And a lot of Forney teams played over there. Yep. Um, but that's cool. I always like hearing those stories because those to me like there's almost an air of like fiction to a lot of them. Like because you're hearing them and it's it's people reminiscing from when they were in third grade or something. Like I'm pretty sure he did this or I'm pretty sure we went 80 yards. It may have been 50 yards or something. But I love those stories because you can just feel the old school forney mentality every time I hear somebody talk about those. So we need to get more local legends on. Yeah, here it's good. It's really sure. good. I, I I like it. I you know Roland said. Uh, I think he said the last one out of town turned the lights out when you're going to play yeah. somewhere. Everybody's going, everybody's involved. That is another cool thing about sports and athletics is it can be from the little brothers and little sisters, everybody that's in the cheerlead, cheerleaders and the band and the drill and, and obviously football and all the coaching staff and all the fans and all the parents and the grandparents and the people in the press box. And it's just a, uh, it's just such a big encompassing atmosphere. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Among all the other lessons and the coaching and the motivation and the life pieces, it's fun. So thanks for sharing that, John. Absolutely. Yes, and thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. No, it's my honor. I appreciate it. When I got the call, I was like, heck yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> now we have a local legend uh, recorded for posterity for all we time. We do. We do. Um, 
But that is all the time that we have today. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you go out and support uh, Forney ISD athletes wherever they may be playing, and we will talk to you all next week.